0: Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression in motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Welcome to episode number 52. This is your host, Arielle Wozniak, Um, And I know that there's been quite a long period of time since my last podcast. Um, It's just shy of a month since I released my last podcast um, to today's date. And that was definitely an intentional process. Um, I wanted to just take some time to be silent and kind of process things in my own mind. Um, So thank you for coming back and listening to another episode and just being a part of my journey. So today I want to, um, to talk to you about what you do when you feel lost. And I think it's something that so many of us go through, um, especially in the postpartum period of just not knowing exactly which way is up, down, right, left, right, wrong. Um, You're adjusting to so much, so many new things in your life that you may not have experienced in the past. And so with that, um, it's really common for people to just feel lost, to feel off, feel confused. Um, these are all very common things. And so today I wanted to spend some time talking about some steps that you can take to get past those feelings. So I want to open this up as I I do in many episodes with a personal story. Um, When I was younger, my mom and I, we took a trip to Boston. And um, I believe I've shared it before, but if not, I'm from Connecticut. And so um, Massachusetts is not very far from us. It's definitely um, an easy drive for a little vacation, if you will. Um, But at the time I was into modeling, um, I was probably in like the sixth or seventh grade, um, maybe fifth, I don't know, somewhere between fourth and sixth grade, (laughs) I know that's quite a, a time frame, but either way, I was a child is the point. Um, and we were going to this conference in Boston. And so my mom and I were just taking it as basically like a trip together. And so we drove to Boston in her car. We got to the hotel. Everything was great. Um, I did experience a little bit of anxiety once there because I've always had this like irrational fear of elevators. And so... Um, we were on like, I don't know, some floor high up, at least the 10th floor, maybe even further. But either way, we were kind of high up in the hotel and I refused to take the elevator. I literally every single time took the stairs. That's not even a part of the story, but I took the stairs every time because I was just so um, anxious about elevators. And so we were in Boston. This is not a place that we're super familiar with. Um, I think that this was probably... Maybe like my second time being in Boston. Um, I'm not sure how many times a mom had been there before, but it was an unfamiliar area to me. Um, Much like it might be when you're having a child. This is, it might be unfamiliar, something that you haven't necessarily experienced before. Even if you've been a mom previously, every individual experience of having a child, going through pregnancy, birthing a child, they're all different. They're not exactly like a cookie cutter experience every single time. And so, like I said, Boston was new to me, um, didn't really know the area, wasn't comfortable there, but it was a nice area. Everything was going fairly well. Um, and so one of the nights we didn't have to do something for the conference. We decided um, we would go out to dinner away from the hotel. Uh, Because the other nights we had planned to like have breakfast and lunch at the hotel and we were just kind of getting tired of their food and wanted to experience something different. So we went out to eat and everything was great. Um, The food was delicious, had a great time. I remember having like pictures of me holding this little glass. It was like a wine glass, but it had grape juice or something in it. And I thought I was super fancy Um, and it was just really fun And so we get in the car and we're on the way back to the hotel, but we take a wrong turn somewhere and we end up getting lost. This is before the days of GPS on everyone's phone. This is before the days of everyone having a phone, mind you. Um, This is like the car phone phase. And so if you're going somewhere, like you usually have some sort of map or map quests, or you've asked for directions beforehand. Um, I think that's what it was for us, that we probably had a combination of map quests and asked the hotel for the recommendations, as well as how you get to whatever restaurant that was that we were going to. Um, but we took this wrong turn and we end up somewhere super unfamiliar to us. So we're already on like well, me, I'm already uncomfortable being in Boston because it's not my norm. Um, but then to get lost in a place where I know nothing about, I almost immediately feel panicked. Um, so I could tell that my mom was lost because, you know, like the area just didn't look familiar and she may have said something. And I get into that like panic mode and I'm thinking in my head, like, how are we going to find our way? How will we get out of this mess and get back to where we're supposed to be? And I remember saying to my mom, like, well, what if we're lost forever? How do we get back to the hotel? How do we get back to that place where our mind is set towards going? Um, and she obviously being an adult and knowing how silly that sounds, uh, was able to comfort me and, and let me know, hey, you know even if we were to get like super, super lost, if I find my way to the highway, I can make my way like towards Connecticut where we live. And if I had to, I know how to get back here from Connecticut. So if nothing else, I know my way home and I'll be able to to figure it out and we'll get to where we need to go. There's no need to panic. Um, And so in this process, I watched her walk through how you find your way when you're lost, and that experience has stuck with me clearly for years and years, and um, it's an experience that I think we can all kind of take some lessons from, and it's it's an experience that I'm sure many of us have had before, especially in the pre GPS days. I remember when I had my first job um, and actually it wasn't even a job. It was like an internship or something, but either way, um, I was working with Enterprise and I had to like go pick people up at their homes. That was like their tagline, Enterprise will pick you up. And so you would have to go and pick people up at their house and then you would bring them over to um like our office and they'd sign the contract, get the car, all that stuff. And I remember so many times, like I had to print out the map quest directions. And it'll be like, if you hit a McDonald's, you've gone too far. Um, so that was the way around. And once you got off track, it was very easy to get overwhelmed by that feeling of being lost. So what do we do when we feel lost? And of course, now I'm not talking about physically being lost, but I think that a lot of this could apply to that sort of situation because that's where I really got this um, this revelation from is that experience. But um, what do we do when we're feeling emotionally and mentally lost? The first thing that you would do, or at least that I would do, if I'm in a car and I'm lost, is you turn down your music. I don't know why it is, but I think that's kind of a a standard for most people. When you feel lost, you turn down that music and it allows you to be more focused in your efforts to get to where you're trying to go. So when you're feeling emotionally lost, what does it mean to turn down the music? Well, a lot of us have that voice in our head that is constantly speaking that negative narrative, the what if narrative, uh, the you're not good enough, you are not worthy, um, you're doing this all wrong, you are wrong, you're not a good mother. All of that is the background music for you. That's constantly playing as you are just lost. You're out there emotionally wandering and you have this music on full blast. So how do you turn down that conversation that's constantly happening in the background, that voice that's saying, you are not enough. You are not good. Everybody's better off without you. Well, first of all, you stop listening to it. You make an intentional effort to capture all of those negative thoughts and to speak truth into that situation. That is the only way that you will ever turn down the music. So you have to insert something else into that space where these thoughts are constantly bombarding you. So you start to speak the truth over yourself. You are not a bad mother. Maybe you've made a mistake. Or maybe you just didn't know the proper way of doing something. Um, I remember like at times making bottles incorrectly and feeling like I was inadequate because I didn't make a bottle correctly. I wasn't inadequate. I just didn't make the bottle correctly. So I've got to speak that truth over myself instead of listening to this loud, loud voice of negativity, of fear, of anxiety, of depression. You have to speak the truth. And allow that truth to be what floods over you. That truth is going to be peace. It's going to be calm. It's the same thing as turning that knob on your stereo and turning the volume of that song all the way down. You just imagine yourself holding onto that knob and just turning it to the left a little more, a little more, a little more. And that that turning motion is you speaking truth. So every time you want to turn down that music, you want to turn down those negative voices, negative self-talk, you have to speak truth over yourself. The second thing that you need to do when you're feeling emotionally or mentally lost is you need to slow down slash pause. So imagine, again, being back in that car and thinking about being lost and in an area that's unfamiliar to you. Do you put your foot fully on the gas pedal and just go as fast as you can? Or do you kind of take your foot off of the gas, maybe press a little bit on the brakes? Sometimes you might even pull over to the side of the road Because there's no sense in continuing on that path if it's not the way that gets you to where you want to be. So, if you want to slow down when you're feeling mentally lost, sometimes that means taking a moment of silence, taking time to pray, taking time to meditate on things that are good, things that are worthy of your time and your attention, just truly slowing down. I know when I'm feeling really anxious, um, a lot of times I tend to speed up, which is so interesting to me because typically when I'm feeling like anxious, I'm feeling off or just like lost and not like myself and wanting to get back to who I really am. And instead of slowing down, my natural response is to speed up, to do more things, to do things faster than I previously would. I might even talk faster. Um, My heart is beating faster. Things are just like rapid fire. When in reality, what I need is the opposite. I need that slow rhythm. I need to pause. I need to pull over to the side of the road and be able to evaluate where I am and where it is that I'm trying to go. So if you are lost and you're trying to get from point A to point B, it's best to pull over to actually know where you are in relationship to where you would like to go. If you were to call someone and say, hey, I'm trying to get to this store and I'm lost. The first thing that they're going to ask you is, where are you? The only way that you truly find out where you are, what's bothering you, what's kind of that, that thing that's driving you to this point is you have to actually slow down, pull over and evaluate. And trust me, I know that that is probably one of the most uncomfortable things to do. And our natural response most often is very similar to mine, and that's to speed up. It's to fill your time with things that are probably meaningless, um, or even if they are things that are meaningful, you're just doing so many of them so that you don't ever have to feel the feelings that you actually have there that are present, that you need to just experience. That's what we naturally will do is just run. Run from the situation. Um, I think that's a lot of times why people will run to things that are not the best coping mechanisms because they're trying to just fill up their time and energy and not have to think about where they are in relationship to where they want to be. But if you're looking to find the place that you want to go, then you have no choice but to slow down, pull over, and evaluate where you are. Find out what it is that's underneath all of that that's causing you to feel the way that you feel. And there are a lot of resources that can help you to kind of uncover those feelings. I think therapy is a great thing to do um, to be able to talk through some of what it is that you might have that's unresolved or things that you haven't necessarily processed and maybe some lies that you believe. Um, And so I think that's really important for us to just be able to know where we are. The third thing that you want to do is ask for directions. So for us in this day and age of GPS and all that stuff, um, we would probably pull out a phone type in where it is that we're looking to go, that GPS will find where we are in reference to where we're looking to go, and then give us like those step-by-step directions of how to get to that store that we were looking to get to. But imagine you walk through that process and your GPS says, okay, I need you to take a right here, a left here, a right here. And then once you get to the light, it's going to be on your left-hand side. It tells you these step-by-step directions And you start heading in that direction, but you don't follow through with everything that it's telling you to do. You're not actually going to get to where you're looking to be. And then let's say you open up another GPS system because you're like, this one just didn't lead me the way that I want it to go. And I know there are plenty of us out there who actually do that. Um, But let's say you open up another GPS system and this one tells you to take A right, left, right, it's going to go around a different route and avoids whatever intersection you didn't want to pass through and then it'll be on your right hand side. Sure, you could follow that one, but you would have gotten there probably just as quickly if you would have just followed that one source. And so if you are someone who is feeling mentally, emotionally lost, you ask for directions from one source, and the reason why I think it's so important for us to follow one source is because of that whole thinking or that statement that there's multiple ways to skin a cat. And I know that's a terrible like thing to say, but it, it gets the point across. There are multiple ways to get to where it is that you're trying to go. Let's say you're trying to lose weight. There are hundreds of thousands of programs that could help you to lose weight. All of them would help you to lose weight if you were to follow the instructions. So a, a while back, um, now, I, I don't know if it was like 2015, 2016, somewhere around there, I actually had started some beach body programs um, and ended up losing a bunch of weight. And I followed that program to a T. What they said I could eat, I ate. When it said to work out, I worked out. Literally everything that it said to do, I followed by the book and ended up losing, I want to say from Beachbody alone, like 40 pounds. And then I had people who would ask me, what is it that you did? How'd you lose that weight? And I'd tell them exactly, like step by step, exactly what I did. And then they'd go off and maybe start doing it, never actually follow through and then go and look for something else to lose weight. And I'd talk to them months later and be like, oh, how did that program go for you? Like, did you end up losing weight? And the answer probably like seven out of 10 times was, oh, I just didn't finish it or I got really busy or like some reason why they didn't actually follow through with a program and so they didn't get the result. And now they're doing something else, like let's say Weight Watchers or whatever a program might be. And I cannot tell you how many times I've had that conversation. Like you have the exact instructions that you need to get to that point. You have people who've been through the experience before. And if it's postpartum depression, you have definitely me in your corner. I am someone who has been through this experience. Um, I've been to the point of wanting to totally give up and have come out on the other side. So you have an example there. You have people who um, have gone through this experience. There are therapists out there. Like I mentioned before, there are um, books. There's resources that can help you get from where you are right now to where you would like to go. The issue comes in when you use so many of them kind of at the same time, or partly using one and partly using the other, you don't necessarily get the results that you're looking for. So, if you're someone who's feeling mentally and emotionally lost, you don't need multiple GPS systems speaking at the same time, all telling you different directions. That would overwhelm anyone but if you're already feeling overwhelmed and lost, it's even worse. It's awful. And I've been there because I've looked at when I was um, struggling right after Kyla, I had looked at so many different ways of getting past postpartum depression. And I tried a lot of things and didn't necessarily follow through with each of those things. And so it left me feeling hopeless And that's a lot of times what you'll end up feeling when you have tried so many times before and you're just like, I couldn't get, I couldn't get to that point. Or you're looking at other people who have done it and thinking like, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be where they are? It all comes down to having that one source and following through with that one plan. And at the end of it, if that plan did not turn out the way that you thought it would, then is the time to try another one. Not at the same time, but after you've completely walked through one entire program, system, um, therapy, like plan, whatever it might be, walk through the entire thing and then get to the end and be able to, again, stop, kind of slow down. If you're still lost, then figure out where you are, that sort of thing. And then ask for directions again, trying another source. So um, all that to say, one source of direction is what you need, not multiple GPS systems, excuse me, speaking all at the same time, telling you different ways. And the last thing that you have to do, once you've asked for directions and I also want to mention this, sometimes you're asking for directions, might not necessarily be something that's like this formalized program or um, step-by-step process that you're following, but you're asking for directions might be you getting into a regular prayer routine where you are being spiritually fed from God on a daily basis. And that is the process that's actually renewing and that's your kind of directions, your GPS. Um, So it doesn't have to be some like super formal process and you're like, okay, this is the plan that I've chosen to get out of postpartum depression. It can be, but there are, again, multiple ways to skin a cat. Um, And then the last thing that I think is so important and one area where I struggled so much is to exercise patience. So, you've turned down the music. You have slowed down and possibly pulled over to the side of the road. You've asked for directions. Now you have chosen to follow those directions all the way through and exercise patience, trusting that you're going to get to where it is that you're trying to go. Again, imagine being back in that car and you. Call someone up and you ask them for directions. They ask you where you are, you tell them where you are, and they're like, Oh, I know exactly where that is. Here's how you get there. You follow those directions all the way through and just trust that, okay, they know how to get there. They've been there before and they've given me these kind of detailed instructions. Follow them through, and I think I'll get there. It might take a little bit longer than you thought it would, but eventually you'll get there. And, like I said before, if those set of directions don't lead you to the right place, still follow them through to know that they don't lead you to the right place. But once you get to that destination, then again, take kind of that look around and ask for directions again and still have faith that you are going to get to where it is that you need to be. Patience is so, so important. It's absolutely critical. When you are struggling with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, because the right now is uncomfortable, it feels like the end of the world. And just like at times you don't want to go on, you have to hold on to faith that these set of instructions, these set of directions are going to get you to where you need to be. You will eventually get to that point of being able to live a fulfilled life. And that involves like having that hope, having that faith and trust, and just being patient throughout the process because it's a process. It's not like once someone tells you the directions to get from point A to point B that you just snap your fingers and then you're there. No, you still have to get in the car and you still have to drive. Or in the example, you're already in the car, but you still have to, to exercise that um, or to walk through that that exercise to get to the actual store. It's not like now once someone's giving you the information that everything changes. Imagine if that were the case. Like I just go ask someone, hey, how do I get to Walmart? Oh, you go this way, you go that way, then you turn left, okay, and then a right, and then it'll be on your right. Thanks, I'm here. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. You've actually got to follow through with whatever it is that is going to get you to that point and just have faith that it's going to get you there. Eventually, you will get there if you just stay on the road that's actually the road that gets you there. So, again, if you are someone who's feeling lost emotionally and mentally, these are the four steps you take turn down the music. Slow down, pull over to the side of the road, ask for, direct, ask for directions from one source or choose one source after you use ask for directions, follow those directions, and exercise patience. This is a process that I still walk through. Um, when I was really kind of trying to figure out what all of this TMJ slash dizziness stuff was. Um, It was really scary and frightening time for me. Like I didn't know why I was experiencing the things that I was experiencing. And it involved me having to like walk through this process and I'm still walking through it now, trusting that I'll get to the other side. I'm in that part where I've already asked for directions. I've already chosen the source that I'm going to follow the directions from. I've chosen the doctor that I'm walking through this process with and I'm just exercising my patience to wait for that result to actually happen. So I'm walking through, I'm driving the vehicle. And one day I will arrive and you will too. So that's the message for today. Hopefully this was um, a good kind of visual for you because I know that so many of us have been through this process of being lost before, um, especially like I said, before GPS existed. but. I just really, I hope that this helped you in some way. Um, if this was helpful, please do subscribe, um, write a review. I do read all of the reviews um, and always feel free to reach out to me, info at defeatppd.com. Well, I will see you on the next episode. Bye.